Hello there. Welcome back to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Sutterwala, and as always, I'm joined by Carl Eames, and we have a very special guest tonight, uh, Joe Mandel. Joe, Carl, how are you guys doing tonight? Oh, doing great, man. Excited to talk some Obi-Wan with you guys. I, I'm, I'm the resident Star Wars nerd here, me and Vinny Parisi, so excited to right. talk Star Wars with you. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Going on, Chad? Hello, Cliff. Good to see you all. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Science Fiction. We got Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars tonight. That's right. And I know if there's a couple of people that uh, tune in randomly that were asking about Star Wars uh, conversation. So uh, hopefully they're listening tonight. But in general, after we get done with talking about Kenobi, we'll field general questions at... Uh, as well about any sci-fi, Marvel, DC, or whatever uh, related questions that people might have. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into uh, Star Wars and uh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, we well, Joe and myself shot saw the show. Carl has not. He hates Star Wars. He, he despises <laughs> it. So no, nah, he's. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's just not a big Star Wars guy. He doesn't hate it. He just doesn't watch much Star Wars stuff. Um, I'm I'm lukewarm on Star Wars. Like I watch the movies. I haven't watched uh, Mandalorian or the Book of Boba Fett, um, and I haven't actually seen. So I, I haven't seen uh, Solo, and uh, so the only I saw I said I, I, should, I, I said I watched all the movies. So I watched like the regular movies. Um, like the first, uh, the original three, the pre three prequels, and the the, the three uh, post or continuous ones. I've seen those. The, the sequel. Um, what I haven't, yeah, sequel trilogy. I don't know what you would call that. Um, <laughs> but I haven't, I haven't seen the Rogue One and Solo. What? Those are the only ones. Yeah, I haven't seen those just because. Yeah, I just never got around doing it. I'll, I I have access to them. I'll, I'll check them out. I'm sure at some point I watch random movies. S all the Salim, time, so. your 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 number one homework is to go see Rogue One. It's amazing. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll check that out. I'll check that out for sure. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna talk Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, before we do, as always, we're gonna go ahead and play the full official trailer, uh, just so people can get a feel for it. Stay hidden. Or we will not survive. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. You still want Kenobi. He's gone. Maybe you've been looking in the wrong places. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to squeeze him. You can't fight all we want!
Yes. Good so stuff, yeah, man. that that was the official trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, so first, uh, Joe and myself are going to give our thoughts on the series. I I'll go first just because mine is not going to be as in depth. Um, I think <laughs> Joe will probably have a little more more to say. Uh, so I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun series. Um. I really like it was funny. I loved the little girl that they got for Leia because like I totally pictured like um the way like has a, her as an adult because like the way she was acting, her mannerisms and stuff, that's Leia. <laughs> like her like her like you know to a very yeah, very bossy and very like hard, like strong and and fierce in a sense. Like she's not a scared she's not really scared of anything. Like she's she's like essentially kidnapped in a sense, and she's very composed and has everything herself together. But as a little kid, so like, so yeah, that's Leia. <laughs> she's very, like she she knows she's in danger, but she knows that she can't just panic. So it was really cool seeing that. I thought that was a really good casting that they did. Um, and that always amazes me not not to get off Kenobi, but when they get little kids like that, it's like man, how that's so like crazy. Like how kids are able to like act that way and. And just be so talented in that regards and being like tiny little kids when i was a little kid i can't remember what i was doing so it's just always interesting to see stuff like that but yeah i i enjoyed the show um it was i can i feel like it answered like certain questions about how like what happened with leia and luke and why uh like darth vader didn't know about it anakin didn't know about them um it kind of answered what you know Obi Wan was doing the whole time. I mean, we had a little understanding of where he was, but we didn't really know like how he got there, why he like what he was really doing there in a sense, uh, how he was able to hide there for so long uh, without anyone like finding him. Um, I did think it also at the same time while it answered some questions, it kind of opened up some holes and which I'll get into later because I have some questions for Joe and, and a little bit later as we progress on. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was a fun show. So yeah, Joe, get, go ahead and give us your thoughts on like what you liked, disliked, um, and everything in between. Yeah, man. Uh, first and foremost, I, I loved every single second of it. Uh, I think Star Wars fans are the pickiest bunch of fans in the world. I mean, we got so much good content here. Uh, they showed us what Obi-Wan was doing. They showed us what would pull him, what could possibly pull him away from watching Luke. Well, it's mm -hmm. it's his buddy, Bail Organa. Uh, his ba Bail Organa calls him to help find Leia. Um, and then, of course, uh, for whatever reason, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers decides to kidnap her. Um, you know, I, <laughs> that was that was the weirdest casting of everything. But he does look like a like a creeper, so I guess that would make sense. <laughs> um, I, I love how they did the flashbacks with Obi-Wan and Anakin. They showed Clone Wars stuff. They showed how Obi-Wan knew he could beat Anakin. Um, as we'll get into some of this stuff later on in the show, but uh, we even got to see some 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 Force ghosts of some old pals. Like it For me, it's everything you could ever want. And Star Wars fans have said they don't like it. You know, I, I I just think that they're being hyper picky. Uh, Ewan McGregor was fantastic. The whole cast was fantastic. And the Reva character was a character that I actually enjoyed. So 
You know, if you didn't like Reva, then too bad for you because I, I thought the story really fleshed out really well. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, like I said, it was it was entertaining. Um, for me, though, like I, I opened up some questions, and I, I want to ask you these questions because I think you might be able to get more in depth uh, and understanding and answer one on one on them. So, um, so after everything happens. In this show, we we know they they figure out where Obi Wan is because um, Riva is is persistent, and then it's just uncovered and where they find out where he, that he's on Tatooine. Um. So, like, it, the, my question is like, how is it safe for Obi Wan to return there at the end? Like, how is it like because? Everything, everyone is so like the, the the dark side is. They're also prevalent, obviously. Um, I don't understand how he's just able to get back there and 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 it, it being okay, essentially. Yeah, Salim. So you, you broke up a little bit for me during that question. I apologize oh. for the internet, but um, you're talking about the return to Tatooine, right? That's what we're. Yeah, talking right. About. Like how how is Obi Wan able to just get back there without with with him being safe and everyone and just being like, oh yeah, it's. It's just old Ben, and it's not, you know, not a jet, former Jedi. And well, you um, know, I, I, I think, I think the reason it happened, right, is because you see that scene at the end of the show, and spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, but you see that scene where you have Vader saying he's going to go after Kenobi, and 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 the Emperor's like, don't let that cloud your judgment. Forget about Kenobi. Do I have to worry about you? And he's like, no, no, Master. You know, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll focus on the, the task at hand. So basically it's him just saying, okay, I'm going to forget about Ben Kenobi and focus on the stuff to make me a stronger Sith. And I think that's the reason is because they're like, okay, forget about Ben Kenobi, you know? Okay, that, that kind of makes sense. Now, before I move on to my next uh, question, so Q from Cincy, uh, I, I know you said you're not a big Star Wars side. You're going to stick around. But after we talk, we're done with Star Wars, we're just going to open it up for general questions about any sci-fi, Marvel, DC, whatever you might have in your mind. Um, so after we're done talking about uh, Obi-Wan, we are going to open it up to you, uh, you guys, the listeners, to see if you have any uh, thoughts or questions as well. But, uh, yeah, so the, the next question I wanted to ask you, um, when – so we know Vader is like he's not – He's not a very um, forgiving person. Like he'll no, kill people no, for really. like for for coughing when he's talking, <laughs> like or something, right? So mm -hmm. I, I what I did to get is why, and obviously there's probably more reason to it uh, later on. But like in that moment, why do you think he doesn't kill Reva? Like when they're fighting and he she he beats her. Um, like what and then like what do you think is going to happen to her um after the fact because you kind of also leave an open story for her like is this like a prequel to a prequel like yeah in so a prequel that, to yeah I go ahead say, I, I i just i think that's i think that's part of why they left revo alive right so like to answer your first question about the about the Vader fight, Vader's toying with her basically 
just saying, like, I know every move you're making. I know what you've been doing from the start. He literally cracks her saber in half and stabs her with half of it um, and just kind of tosses it and just is like, here, I beat you. And, you know, the thing that the, the only slightly annoying thing for me is that it seems like a lightsaber through the stomach doesn't kill anybody anymore. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Cause that's how Qui-Gon died in, in episode one. So, um, you know, apparently she survived somehow, but nonetheless, he just toyed with her and magically she got to hear a little, uh, a little uh, force project or what, what was it? The little hologram of where the kids are um, and specifically Luke. But uh, obviously everything played out the way it did. And I think they leave Reva in a place where she can redeem herself and maybe help more Force sensitives or add her as a character potentially in The Mandalorian as an older character that's going to help a Force sensitive. If, say, she she survived, maybe she's part of Luke's new temple. Maybe she becomes a Knight of Ren. I mean, there's a million different possibilities um they kept her alive for a reason maybe they're gonna make more books about it because you know the star wars universe you can't get everything from just watching a movie or a show you got to read the books there's a lot of good ones at that i can give you recommendations if you guys want them but uh yeah go for it like let let, tell people let the listeners know what they should maybe look at read or things like yeah so if if you're big into the, the sequel trilogy like the force awakens and stuff uh, they just made, they just put out a book that takes place between the Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens about Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and Lando Calrissian. It's called Shadow of the Sith. Uh, I've not finished it yet, but it's good so far. It kind of fills the gaps. Um, if you're going back in time, there's a great Anakin and uh, Kenobi story during the Clone Wars called Brotherhood that just came out. Highly recommend that. And then uh, two other recommendations: Master and Apprentice uh, by Claudia Gray. Uh, it's about Obi-Wan and uh, Qui-Gon when he was just a Padawan. So that's a really interesting read. And then last but not least, if you're big into Darth Vader, and most people watching this show love Darth Vader, like ass-kicking Darth Vader, Sith Darth Vader, uh, there's a book called Lords of the Sith where it's basically him and Emperor Palpatine just going around killing people and using force lightning, and it's pretty sweet. So uh, those are those are my recommendations. Uh, excellent. Um, yeah. So next question I have. Actually, Slane, can you, if, if you don't mind, can we backtrack a second? Um, oh, just sure. for those people who are like myself and don't know a whole lot about Star Wars, uh, or who have not watched the show, or maybe glossed over it a bit, could we explain who Riva is and uh, just like what's her role, her purpose, like what does she do in the show? Yeah. What is sure. what what this character is. I I could, I could take it, Salim, if if you would like. Yeah, if you yeah, go ahead. You're our you're sure, our, so, uh, Star Wars Star <laughs> Wars uh, re- uh, genius. So let's let's get your oh jeez, that's that's far too kind. But uh, <laughs> so Riva is a Sith Inquisitor, which essentially uh, after the Return of the Jedi, when the Empire, or I'm sorry, I'm I'm, I'm going uh, in in the, the wrong direction. Um, I'm after after uh, Revenge of the Sith. When Order 66 was executed, that's basically when all the troopers turned on the Jedi, killed all the Jedi. Uh, Darth Vader and the Emperor put together uh, these group of Sith Inquisitors, which are Force-sensitive, basically 
they're basically like dark Jedi, but obviously they're on the dark side of the force. And uh, they basically hunt down and kill Jedi. So Reva is an inquisitor and she is set out on a mission and she's pretty much intent the entire time about going after Ben Kenobi and, and killing him. So that's, that's who Reva is. She's an inquisitor and they're hunting Jedi. Okay. You know, so another question, another question to that, like they, they call her the third sister, right? Mm-hmm. What? So is there like, this is probably a stupid question. Is there a one, first sister, second sister? Because they, they don't really show her those two characters. Like, why is she yeah. the third sister? Yeah, there's there's all different numbers of Inquisitors. The first brother, first sister, so on and so forth. Um, um, we have to see a couple of them in the show. Oh, you lost me. Show. No, my no, back. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good. All right, cool. Yeah, so you get to see a handful of them throughout the show, and then if you watch the Clone Wars series, you get to see, um, oh, cl- not Clone Wars, I'm sorry, Rebels, you get to see a lot more of that as well. So uh, there is one, I don't even know how many there are. I should, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not <laughs> deep invested, but I, I know that there's a lot. That's all right. We, we won't, we won't hold it against you for not knowing every single <laughs> one of them. <laughs> um, my, okay, my so let- any in the chat might know. I don't know. <laughs> Well, if he knows, maybe he can pop the uh, the, the uh, in the chat, and, and we'll have an understanding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the last question I have is, I mean, so I kind of understand why he, he doesn't kill Darth Vader, but in that sense, like it didn't make sense to me. And that's one of the probably the one issue I had with the show is when Obi Wan in the end beats him again. Uh, that's Anakin. That is. Um, and he doesn't kill him. Like, I could understand if he still thinks Anakin is still there. But, like, and, and spoiler again, uh, he himself, Darth Vader himself said, Anakin is dead. You didn't kill him. I killed him. He's gone. I, there's no redeeming quality left in me. Um, he just says that. And so that, that tells everyone that, yeah, he's far gone. He's not coming back. Um in a sense, and at least at that moment. And they show Obi-Wan again beating him, just the way he beat him in um, in, in the third, uh, episode three. Um, mm-hmm. So what I don't get is, like, I feel like maybe they shouldn't have had that happen. Like, why would he leave? Why would he just kill him? Like, there. I, I don't get it. Like, that's like, why wouldn't he just finish him off? And that could solve like so many issues. <laughs> sure. But like, he lets them live. Like, I don't, I just don't get it. Like, what could be like the uh, Obi Wan thinking in that moment? I'm not going to kill him. I, I have him beat, but I'm not going to kill him. Yeah, man. It's, it's a, it's a big question, right? And I think it focuses a lot on the character of Obi Wan. Um, well, first and foremost, the reason is because these uh, that this series wouldn't exist if Obi Wan killed certainly Vader. certainly so so that's that's, 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 ob- that's the obvious one. But like I'm I'm talking about more so like like an understanding oh, why yeah he for sure do it. and just... and logic wise, uh, I I think it's because exactly what we just talked about. It's because Anakin well Vader says you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. And what has Obi-Wan been looking for all these years? He's been looking for closure. Uh, he's had that guilt that he killed Anakin 
and he didn't kill Anakin. He finds out that, you know, Vader doesn't see it that way. Right. And right. he, he beats, he beats Vader and puts him in his place. And is like, you know, he beat him so handily. You know, I, I just think it's, I think it's Obi-Wan saying, you know, I'm getting my closure here. And he goes, I beat him to the point where he's going to have to cower and kind of shut down. Maybe that's what he thought was going to happen. Uh, but most of all, Obi-Wan wanted that closure. So for me, him hearing that from Anakin was enough. And he didn't want to kill him uh, for what he thinks would be a, a second time. So I think there's a lot of like mental psych- psychosis that go- goes in there to a certain extent. Because he kind of had a PSD, if you will, for his situation from Revenge of the Sith. So he didn't want to live that over again. So uh, I think he just got his closure and, and left. Okay, that's fair. Um, another, I'll throw another question at you here. It's kind of just a fun one that's uh, not really overall uh, about the show, but somebody had, had posted uh, somewhere, and, and it had me thinking for a second. But my my answer is pretty obvious. But between so between the world of Harry Potter and Star Wars, who is the most evil? Is it Lord Voldemort or Darth Vader? Uh, honestly, if you're asking, if you're asking me who's the most evil, I believe it to be Lord Voldemort. Um, because if anyone who knows Star Wars watched this Vader redeems himself at the end of Return of the Jedi. Right. Um, and he, and, and he had good in him the whole time. Um, I don't think that Voldemort ever had any good in him, uh, across the whole, pretty much since he was a kid. So, uh, I'm going to go with Voldemort being the most evil, but... In terms of being the most the most ruthless, I will go with Vader. Interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely agree in, in the most evil because, like you said, he, there is a redeeming quality because in the end, he he does love his kids. If anything, if, if anything else, he 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 feels for his son, he feels for his daughter, and he like in the, that very last movie, in the end, he redeems himself and and does something for to save his his son and, and his daughter in a sense um yeah lord voldemort doesn't have any family he kills people for to make sure he can live longer um mm-hmm. he doesn't have any friends he just has people that fear him he doesn't have anyone that loves him uh he has no one he's alone like even in the movie like harry harry says you're alone like no one's with you they're just scared of you, <laughs> like, yeah. like you know. Um, so yeah, it's, that's definitely. And someone posted it. That, the reason I'm asking because somebody posted it as they're saying Lord, like Lord Voldemort was the most evil, as some kind of hot take. Is like, well, yeah, that's obvious, right? That's I mean, he is. Yeah, to, to me, it's kind of obvious. Really, I mean, Vader, of course, is evil hot, too, but yeah, no, yeah. definitely. But there's like there's some small like part in him that has love in him like in a sense so um, yeah Vinny yeah. Vinny makes a great point here in the chat um uh according to Dumbledore the idea of love took Voldemort out for 13 years yeah that's cool so, hey, yeah 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 I mean he's that's how that's how evil he is like love defeated him not the other way around right like yeah uh, <laughs> um Salim all, all this Harry Potter talk has me excited uh 
I'm I'm going to see the Cursed Child on Broadway on Sunday. So I'm oh, looking forward nice. to that. Nice. Yeah. I've heard I've heard really great things. That's one. I'm not a big uh, musical Broadway guy, but like that's one show I I want to watch just because I've heard like such great things about it. Yeah, um, it's it's a play. There's no music, so I'm excited to see. Oh, that. it's not. There's no music. Oh, okay, I, I didn't know that. Nope. But yeah, I, I definitely want to see that. Um, I've heard that they're thinking about making it into a movie too. I don't know if that was just a weird rumor, or if that's actually going to happen at some point. Like bring back uh, Radcliffe, yeah. um, Emma Emma Watson, and. Um, Rupert, 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 friend, yeah. Bring those guys yeah. back because it it would make sense because they're old enough now in the sense that they can play like their real life character, like their characters, and the age would um, be fitting. And then they would cast like obviously just their kids and and all the other stuff. Um, yeah, that that's interesting to think about. I don't know how far that would go, but if they would actually make it and. Um, obviously, it'll do well because it's Harry Potter and just a huge sure. fandom of that movie and that series. So they can make they can make absolutely any nonsense about Harry Potter, and people will just go <laughs> watch it because it's that big of a draw at this point. Um, I will say, The Secrets of Dumbledore was horrible. If you guys, but, so yeah, I did. So yeah, I watched. I haven't watched it yet, and I heard I heard it was bad. I watched the first one. Um, the first uh, of the the the, the fantastic how to, yeah fantastic beast oh, I forget what it's called it was okay like it was entertaining but like I wasn't like geeked out about it like oh man I can't wait till the, the the second one comes out I cannot wait and I didn't watch the second one I think the Dumbledore <laughs> excuse me the Dumbledore one's the third one right yeah and it's by far yeah. the worst it's not even close yeah. Yeah, so I I didn't really get into it either. It's who knows? Maybe I'll watch it one day. I, I, I tend to watch a bunch of bad movies. Like I, I have this habit of watching really bad Netflix movies. So I'll watch anything. Like like literally I will watch anything. So nice. <laughs> yeah, like Netflix has a bunch of these movies that are like are like are an hour and a half long and they're just really bad. It's it's almost kind of like I make it into like you know you know the that old show the, um, oh, mystery science theater mystery theater yeah no. and <laughs> just watching it like this just making fun of it just like the dumbest thing in the world. This, I was watching okay I'll tell you about one of the movies I was watching recently on, on Netflix. It, it was, uh, I don't know if you guys know who Brenda Song is, um, mm -hmm. but she is in That's that. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was watching it and. And she's basically a character that is, she's a she's like being, a, like stalked and abused by this guy. She loses her me a memory in an accident, and this person that is pretending to be her husband takes her home after her accident. And there's one scene later in the show where where she's I mean she's at that point she's come to the realization that this guy isn't really my husband, and he's. He's bad, and so he ties her up, and on on the bed, like into the on, on the ankle, and 
Then they change scenes. They come back to the scene, and she's he's like, would you go to sleep? What the hell is that? Like, did you take a nap in the middle of you being tied up and captured? Like, what's going on? That's such a random, that's the most random thing ever. Like, who does that? Like, who just takes a nap in their middle of <laughs> the, wow. the thing? I was just, I was so goofy. I was like, that is the goofiest scene ever. Like, it was, just, it was dumb. But anyways, um, and any any final thoughts on uh, Star Wars or Obi Wan? I should say not Star Wars, but I mean in Star Wars as well. If you have thoughts, yeah, man, I I, I love the ending that they, you know, again spoiler alert, but Obi Wan's riding off into the desert and his old master Qui Gon appears as a Force ghost. Um, there's been a lot of conversation. Like, do they do a season two? Do they end it? It was originally supposed to be a limited series. Um, I think I'm fine either way, no matter what happens. It had a solid ending. But, like, I kind of want to see what Qui-Gon teaches Obi-Wan, how he can, you know, learn about becoming a Force ghost. Because, like, for anyone who's seen A New Hope, Obi-Wan lets Vader strike him down. He he just lets him, he turns into a Force ghost. So, like, I kind of want to know, like, the thought process behind that decision. But, uh but then again, there's probably a lot to fill with a season two, and I don't know if they have enough story for that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, just uh, it'll be interesting. Like, I, and like I said, it'll be interesting to see where when Reva comes up next because I'm sure there's another show that they're planning to do um, because she's just kind of there, and obviously she's not in any any of the other uh, movies. So there's somewhere along the line where she probably dies, I would imagine. Or maybe who knows? <laughs> who knows? Like because she's a character that's not in, in, in any of the uh um any of the obviously she's not in the prequels, the three prequels, and then she's not in the other six movies. So <laughs> it's kind of like you know, yeah. where where does she go? <laughs> like she sure. there's something there's an open story here. They're they they gotta tell. Yeah, because if they don't, it'll just be what? Totally. <laughs> like, why did yeah. why did they bring this character yeah. into the story if they're not? If they're just gonna Salim, leave. I I uh, I want to address a comment from Cliff in the chat. Uh, he says, "If I don't care if the series continues, how good was it?" Um, I still think the series was really good. I'm just saying, as a Star Wars fan, me having a concrete ending, that's okay with me. But like. Deep in my soul, I kind of want to find out what happened next. So, like, for me, the series is like a nine and a half out of ten. I loved it. Um, I, I just want more Star Wars. That's just the kind of guy I am. So, <laughs> um, real quick, Salim, I want to backtrack for a second and talk about how you haven't seen Rogue One. Okay. Um, because it's hyper important because at the end of August, the next Star Wars series, Andor, premieres. And that's about Cassian Andor, who's one of the main characters in Rogue One. And it's going to follow his days as a rebel spy. Really, really looking forward to that. Okay, that makes sense. That's cool. I should. That's something to look out for. Um, and I, I'll definitely watch Rogue One. Uh, to, uh, since, you're, since it's highly recommended by you, I'll definitely you know, check that out. Uh, but I think that's enough Star Wars uh, conversation we have. Now, like I said, we're going to open up to the chat to see if you have any questions. I know uh, Q from Cincy said he had a Daredevil question. So if you want to post your questions now, uh, we'll go ahead and take them and, and answer and anything we can. 
Now, while we're waiting on chat for uh, questions and stuff, uh, do you want to just keep some conversation going? Uh, for either of you, could you just ask, uh, answer this question? Um, this Obi-Wan series, who is it for? Like, what audiences is it for, like, specific Obi-Wan Kenobi fans uh, that just, like, love him and it's, like, inter only entertaining to them? Or is this like a general, if you love Star Wars, you have to watch the show sort of thing? Could you skip it? Could you get like the Cliff Notes version? Uh, like, who is this show for? Uh, I think this show is for the diehard Star Wars fan, the fan who has seen the original trilogy, the fan who has seen the prequels. Uh, you don't have to have seen the sequel trilogy, but... You definitely want to see the originals and the prequels. This is for people that love Star Wars inside and out. Uh, it answers a lot of plot holes from uh, A New Hope. Vader specifically says when he feels Obi-Wan's presence in the Death Star in A New Hope, he says, I haven't, I haven't felt this presence since. And you're like, well... What, did he feel the presence when you chopped him you in half? That's probably not what you're talking about. So um, it, that's one. And then in Return of the Jedi, when Luke is trying to turn Vader back, you know, he says, you know, Vader, Luke says, you still have good in you, Dad. And, and Vader goes, uh, Obi-Wan once thought as you do. How would you have known that? So now we got those answers. It's for the diehard Star Wars fan. Uh, Salim, I don't know what you think, but that's my take on it. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not a diehard fan, but like I said, I, I, I enjoyed the show. I don't I don't know. Um, I tend to be, like, pretty open-minded when it comes to uh, sci-fi stuff. So, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty open to it, but... Yeah, let's let's go into see what questions if anyone has any. Quantez has a question: Who was the woman that saved Daredevil's life when he was found in the dumpster? Uh, we're talking about it looks like season two of uh, Netflix Dawson, Daredevil. I can't remember off the top of my head those details because it's been a while. I know, me I've... too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um... Um... So is that after? Is that after? Is that start of? Um, um, is that start of season? Season two, maybe season three. Because season, so season three. I'll say this um, before we uh, get into the the question. Um, season three, you have to watch Defenders before you watch season Defenders. three. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of what happens to Daredevil in that. Uh, is explained in the defenders because a lot of um a big part of like because electro with the things with electro and things like that um is and the why he does what he does in season three uh kind of defines him um you should watch the, the the defenders before you watch season uh, season three also i'll say that now, and the, the person that saves them in the dumpster in season two, um, what season I think it would be season three because he was in the dumpster at the end of Defenders, wasn't he? Okay, is it so? Did you so 
Keith, let me ask you this. Did you just start season three or are you done watching it? Yeah, it sounds like he just watched season two, then season three, and didn't do Defenders. He like, probably didn't know. Yeah, because it was either a nurse or a nun or something. Oh, like yeah, that. so it, it's the night nurse. So then there's Rosario Dawson's character, the night nurse. Um, Another Star is... Wars connection. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, that that's who... Okay, yeah. So in season two, then yeah, that's that's uh, the night nurse. She's also in Luke Cage. Um, so she'll, you see her more in Luke Cage. And basically, the night nurse is a character that kind of helps like the heroes for hire. She does like does like um, like when they have injuries and wounds and stuff, she like patches them up or and things like that. So that's essentially who her character is, if you will. Uh, yeah, she was in all of the series too. Like she was in Jessica Jones, and I'm yeah. pretty sure she was in Iron Fist as well. But no one really cares about that one. Uh, but yeah, yeah she's basically like <laughs> she's basically like the 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 Coulson of the the Netflix Marvel because she was popping around in everyone's series, and she was the connective glue. Like, oh yeah, th- this is the same universe because this character is also on that show, uh, sort of thing. So. Uh, yeah, that um, Rosario Dawson's character, Night Nurse, uh, yeah. Claire, Claire, yeah, something? Claire. Um, um, I forget her last. I forget name. her last name. Yeah, Claire. But yeah, she she's in all of those shows. So she's basically connecting Daredevil to Jessica Jones to Luke Cage to Iron Fist, and then they all come together and do the Defenders, and then uh, there was. Claire Temple, Claire Temple. Claire Temple, yeah. And then there was Daredevil Season 3 and Luke Cage Season 2 and Iron Fist Season 2, Jessica Jones Season 3, and she... Was she in The Punisher? I don't think so, right? No, no, she's not in The Punisher. Um, yeah. Karen, Pri- Karen Price is a page. Page. Karen page is in The Punisher, but not, um, not Claire Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, Cliff had a question. Yeah, I saw you had a Star Wars question that I would be happy to answer. Um, I said, what Star Wars movie series do you guys rank the highest? Salim, you want to go first or you want me to go? So I still think the original three are the best um, movies. I feel like the prequels were like, yeah. And I, I'll say this: I did not like Hayden Christensen at all. Like, I just thought he was too whiny. I don't know if that's supposed to be Anakin, but like, you just too whiny in the tires like three movies. I, I did not like his casting as as uh, Darth Vader and Anakin slash Anakin. Um, so I definitely, for me at least, like, and again, I'm not I'm not a huge um, expert in Star Wars, but for me, the the best ones. Um, is uh, Revenge of the like the, my favorite is Revenge of the uh, Sith, uh, which is what the second episode episode five, three. five. is episode three Revenge of the Sith yeah is episode three yeah yeah episode three is my favorite uh, like overall like that's like when the bad like you rarely have the bad guys winning right and. Um, mm-hmm. that's essentially, that's, that's always been something that stuck out to me. Like any movie that's ever been, the bad guy doesn't win. Like, that's why that was like cool. Like in, in not, uh, not to connect about the end game, 
or not Endgame, it's Infinity War, the bad guy wins, right? Sure. Um, it's that that doesn't happen in movies. Um, so yeah, that to me was was cool, like uh, in that sense. So I would say the third episode three is my favorite, and I definitely like the first original three movies the best. Awesome, man. Yeah. So for me, I I, I have a special place in my heart for A New Hope because that's the movie that kind of started it all for me. So. Uh, that's episode four, the original Star Wars. Um, closely followed for me, it's episode three, Revenge of the Sith, is my second favorite. I just, I just love the movie, like you, Salim. Uh, then it's Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, followed by episode one, and followed by. Well, I'm not gonna put this. It's hard to rank the sequel trilogy. I loved them. Um, in terms of the original ones, my my least favorite is Attack of the Clones. It's just a little bit too long and. Um, yeah, I, heard, of, like, I don't think anyone likes that one. I think there's like a general, like there's rarely like a a gen uh, like among Star Wars like super fans like a general agreement. But it seems like in that everyone agrees that it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's it it had its purpose, right? So any Star Wars fan knows that Attack of the Clones it's set up did so much universe building, like it set up the TV show, it gave us other characters. That's what Attack of the Clones is for. Um, I enjoyed the sequel trilogy, but for me, it's just it's it's out of the realm of all that. Um, out of the sequel trilogy, I'm in the minority. I, I like I liked uh, Return. Uh, sorry, uh, what the heck is this last film called? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. I like that one the best out of them all. Um, in terms of TV series, Cliff was asking about TV series, and you haven't seen this, Salim, but The Mandalorian to me is some of the best television you could ever watch. It's for the Star Wars fan that wants to know about Star Wars that's not about Jedi and all that. I mean, there is a certain extent a little bit of that in there, but you get to see like the underworld. You get to see bounty hunters. Uh, it's everything you want to see in a series. So for me, that's the number one series to see. The second series, of course, is Obi-Wan. For me, I loved Obi-Wan. Don't get me wrong. But like, I think what I liked about The Mandalorian is you saw stuff you never saw before. Um, and then for me, last in the Star Wars series list is the Book of Boba Fett. It just wasn't great. Um, I'm not saying it was bad. It just, not to give too much away about the show, but it basically, the, the most badass thing about Boba Fett is that he's a badass, likes to blow up stuff and shoot guys and hunt them down. They basically took that whole aspect away and they made him a good guy. So, you know, <laughs> that it, it was okay. But that that's my ranking. Definitely watch The Mandalorian. You won't, you will not, you will not regret it. All right. And my uh, my quick thoughts on that, because I do have a quick quick uh, recommendations or whatever. Um, again, I've only watched the basically episodes one through eight. I didn't watch the last uh, the Rise of Skywalker. I did watch. Uh, Rogue One, but technically I only really watched the last 30 minutes of it because I was really tired. I fell asleep in the theater and woke up in the last 30 minutes and watched Darth Vader kick butt. But um, for me, I really like A New Hope for whatever reason. I don't know why that movie yes. is so special to me compared me to all of the rest of them. It's just, I just thought it was, maybe it's the world building. It's the first movie. It just seemed really special. And then me being still like I actually watched A New Hope, and um, all you know the you know episode five and six and stuff 
and even the prequel i watched all of them right before the force awakens came out in theaters so i was able to get all of that in really quickly and i still really like the force awakens because it's just like a new hope to me it's like it, practically it's the same, same movie it's the, it's same the exact plot. same movie right so i i like them both that way so those are my two favorites i forgot to include rogue one in my rankings for me it falls in uh, just after Empire Strikes Back. So it's my fourth favorite Star Wars movie. That's how good it is. Go watch it. Excellent. I, I'll definitely watch it now. I'll watch it. I'll make a point of watching it this weekend in general. I'll, I'll do that for sure. Just because just you recommend it, Joe, and I'll let you know and, what I think after I watch and it. And message me. Yeah, you, you're going to love it. I will, for sure. Um, I, Q had another question. Any updates on previews? Uh, y'all can share that coming up. So tomorrow, starting tomorrow, is Sandy uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So tomorrow to Sunday, and they're supposed to drop teasers. I don't know if those will leak. Let's cross our fingers that somebody is like secret recording and they leak it, and then we can watch it before uh, uh, Disney uh, puts the kibosh on it on the leak. But uh, yeah, so it's Black Panther teaser is supposed to be in that one. Uh, there's supposed to be, a, I think, a couple other. I can't. I think Carl, you knew on top of your head, right? Which one? Yeah. Delayed, uh, right? uh, officially, they're gonna have some footage of the X-Men animated series reboot, the Marvel 97. Zombies, and the uh, What If. Like they're gonna all the animation stuff for Disney Plus. They're officially gonna have that's been announced. Uh, then the rumor is Black Panther two. Uh, will probably see something on She-Hulk because that's cut the next Disney Plus series and then they'll probably have more information or announcements on like Armor Wars and Secret Invasion. I think the Secret Invasion is the next series after She-Hulk um, but they haven't officially said that but it, it, that's what seems uh, likely um, and then I saw earlier today that uh, on the DC side of things that apparently Henry Cavill is going to be at uh, Comic-Con and they're going to bring him out and talk about him coming back as Superman like officially oh, nice. finally um, like in, in some capacity probably like an actually announcing that he'll have a, a Man of Steel 2 or something like that because we haven't seen that and we'll we'll definitely talk about it if it happens but uh, we haven't seen him since 2017 um, and he hasn't had the Man of Steel movie that was like 10 years ago Forever maybe more ago. so yeah um that's uh, it Carl, for real those quick have, have you heard the rumors about the blade casting that is going to yeah. on the internet uh, is that today something leak it's it's a leak I, we're going to leave it as as a grain of salt but if, if you guys don't mind i will say yeah go ahead uh anthony star of course homelander from the boys is rumored to be playing dracula the villain in blade oh yeah so yeah i actually heard that because cool. he was he was he was uh, rumored to met met with MCU about a role, and people thought that it might be to do something with Fantastic Four. That was one of the rumors that he's gonna be Reed Richards, but then that kind of was just a weird rumor. But yeah, that one makes sense because, um, yeah, that that definitely would make a little more clear sense that he could play that role. I could see him in that too. He he's like like. It just like he's one of those characters or like people, the actors. Like you see him on home as on the boys as Homelander. Um, and then like when you see him in interviews, it's like, man, this is like 
and obviously acting, you know, everyone acts, but it's just like a clear, like a difference. And like, you can see that you can probably tell this guy probably has range as far as the, to the things that he could probably act. Because there's certain people, like I'll say like, no, no offense to Chris Pratt, but when he's acting, there's still Chris Pratt in there, right? Like when you see him on doing interviews, and when he's acting, there's kind of a Chris Pratt. Like, you, you yeah, that's Chris mm-hmm. Pratt, but he's kind of acting. But him, it's just like, yeah. When he's playing Homelander, like, it's completely different than anything. And, like, I can totally see him being someone that has, like, massive amount of range as an actor. And, yeah, he, it would be interesting to see him do, like, different uh, roles and things like that to see, like, how he does. Um, I, if you if you kind of get what I'm saying as far as like sure. when you see people like you you can tell like yeah okay this guy is not to say Chris Pratt's a bad actor I'm just saying like it, it's still Chris Pratt you can tell in a role that that's Chris Pratt the way he behaves but it's um, but yeah that's really interesting to me um, but yeah I think in Black Panther in general I feel like we should get a general trailer at some point because the movie's only four months away. So um, you you figure, and maybe even in like a month, they would probably release the teaser um, to to the movie because it's not that far away from the like the actual movie. But then again, they did wait like forever to release trailers for Thor: Love and Thunder, and then also for uh, No Way Home. They waited such a long time to release a trailer, so. They may just do one of those things where they just they just make fans go crazy for a trailer until they are about to lose it, blow up, and then then one day a month before the movie comes out, they'll release a trailer. <laughs> I don't know. Um, any other questions uh, that people have? Uh, any anything else that we see? Yeah, I don't see any uh, any new ones. I see Cliff um, has said he needs to see the new Black Panther actor, but I just want to clarify, they did not recast Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, just, just want to point that out. Out of respect, yeah, they're not going to uh, they're not going to recast T'Challa, King T'Challa. Um, I don't know if you meant uh, Prince Namar, Cliff, the new guy that they got to play the, the antagonist. But yeah, he he. We showed a concept uh, drawing of him last episode. Um, um, yeah. So, which uh, Catherine has a, a question? Which movie was better, No Way Home or Endgame? So I'm biased in this because I'm just the huge, biggest Spider-Man nerd, and I'll go with No Way Home. I love No Way. No Way Home is my favorite MCU movie, and it, and it's levels to it too because. I feel like No Way Home finally brought Spider-Man back to what he's supposed to be, a, a character that I always say, like, for every win that he has, he takes, like, two massive losses. And he struggles. Like, there's struggles for him. There's not – things aren't just, like, easy for him to do. Um, of all the comic book heroes, like, he's the guy that can't pay rent. He's a guy that's failing from school because he has this obligation, this, you know, with great powers come great responsibilities to to do the right thing and save people and, and, and be a hero. And obviously there's, you know, various 
things that they go in more in depth in the comics about it being kind of where it also becomes they kind of show how it also becomes like an addiction for him to be spider-man um but yeah to me like no no way home was my my favorite to me so well that's my thought but i'll, I'll let you guys obviously uh, pick yours uh, I'll yeah, go. I mean, I'll, um, yeah, go, go uh, ahead, Carl. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I, between the two, I mean, both movies, they're both pure fan service. Like, yeah, yeah. Endgame is you've been watching 20 of our movies for the last 10 years. We're putting everyone that we've ever had in this movie, and we're going to try to make it all work and tie it all together and make this epic scene. Like, the, I believe, like, the last fight scene was like an hour like no one has a whole climactic end scene of a movie lasts that long right um, and, it, and it takes uh takes that much uh time of uh the movie slide itself um and then just same thing with no way home is fan, fan service you've got your favorite spider-man their favorite spider-man and your favorite spider-man they're all in the same movie so you know you're finally getting what you want sort of thing um and and i like both movies uh no doubt of of course i do but i think overall the narrative of uh in game is a little bit better but they're they're not that it's not like leagues better uh for me uh i think they're similar enough in um in quality of, of writing and, and storytelling and, and stuff like that um but overall I, I do give the nod to in-game just because it does set up a whole lot more. It does pay off a whole lot more. Um, and there's just, it's just more, I think it's more interesting of a movie. Uh, if you take away all of those Easter eggs and all of those, uh, the fan servicey things, uh, cause you know, it's time heist and then you have, uh, just understanding the lore of how Marvel, timelines work and, and magic and the stones and all of that stuff like just what's going on in endgame is is more impactful than than no way home no way home was was more fun and like I said, it's more payoff of easter eggs and uh just seeing seeing all these characters on screen seeing the enemies um i love the development of those enemies that were not treated very well in their original like sandman and uh, electro and uh so on like that was so much better and then seeing william willem defoe uh back as green goblins all that stuff was awesome but i still give the nod just a little bit more to in game yeah i, I love sure. both movies from for me it's for me it's no way home because i am a huge spider-man fan and Salima, I'll kind of piggyback off what you said. Uh, they fixed the most annoying thing about the MCU Spider-Man is they got rid of right. him using Tony Stark's tech. They got rid of him, right. you know, mm-hmm. being a little, I don't know. Iron Man Jr. In, in, in a sense. Entitled bad a little bit. I mean, he got right. better after, after the first movie, but um, they got rid of the most annoying thing and they made him a true Spider-Man. And Tom Holland, for me, you know, I'm a Tobey Maguire guy through and through, but Tom Holland for me is one over as best Spider-Man for me, just because he has that kind of, well, first off he does his own stunts and you can believe that he's actually doing these things. 
Um, and secondly, he just captures that whole embodiment of Spider-Man. So that last scene where he's sewing up, sewing up the suit and, and swings out the window, that's what gets me excited. Yeah, like I'm yeah. so excited for the fourth movie. Like I can't wait. Like there's so many possibilities they can go. I'm like Joe. I don't know if you thought about it, but like I'm really hoping that they they go like really old school, bringing like the enforcers, like him just going out and battling like under like like street gangs and like doing like the neighborhood friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I mean, they can mix in Kingpin somehow. That'd be cool. But I think it's trending that way. Yeah, but like, but bringing like like the king like the kingpin hires the enforcers. That'd be so cool. Like having like that's like old school Spider Man. But, um, but yeah, I would I would love that. Uh, that's the thing I think about. And him him, it'll be interesting to see him being in college. Like like how that dynamic will be. Like what? And I'm hoping like. Cause so like the way they ended, obviously no way home in that the the, the post credit scene with the venom staying around, um, but I'm hoping that they don't give him the bl- a black suit for at least one movie. Like I want the entire movie as him in the regular, uh, you know the the. The suit that he stitched yeah. up and he's swinging around. At least one movie where he's just wearing that suit. And then if they want to do the second one somehow, or the third movie, I don't know how they'll do it. Obviously, yeah, who knows what they'll do. But I'm hoping at least one movie alone we get him in the regular red, white, red and blue uh, spider suit. That'd be that'd be good in my opinion. Um, yeah, I yeah, I would love that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so how old were you guys when you saw the first Star Wars movies? I was I was old. I think I was in high school. Like I hadn't watched. Oh, no kidding. No, not high school. Sorry, not even. I think I was just out of high school. I I just hadn't watched them. I had uh, I decided to check them out one day uh, because I know people had always talked about them and I just had never watched them. So I decided to check them out um, and I enjoyed them. Yeah. I was probably five or six. I remember. My dad got the VHS of the of uh, a, a New Hope, and we watched it in my grandma's old TV on the VCR, and uh, it it kind of changed my life a little bit. So nice, nice. Yeah, uh, like I said earlier, I watched all of them right before the Force Awakens. So whatever year that was, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember. It's been a couple of years, but. Um, literally just binge watched episodes one through six or went, you know, a new hope. And then, you know, the original trilogy, then the prequels, but that was all right before, um, the force awakens came out. So I'm still kind of a newbie. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's how I, uh, how I fell in. Um, uh, will white well, tiger make an appearance? I, um, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised Sony makes a white tiger movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean at this point, um, probably. Like, I, I doubt. I mean, there's actually there's multiple versions of the white tiger, so they, they can go any direction, uh, and it could just pop up, and you know they can go with the male version, female version. You know, there's so many different uh, versions. Uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it because I mean the character itself isn't. 
uh, super essential to any stories going on with pop more popular characters. Like, sure, there are more obscure characters that have shown up, but they still tie into like if like Miss Marvel having the clandestine show up. Uh, they're not they're pretty obscure. They're not too many people know, but they're a character that is associated with a popular one. So that would be the only way White Tiger would make it in is if uh, they did like a Heroes for Hire or some sort of a. Uh, like a obscure team that could come up with white tiger on it i'm not even a hundred percent sure where what associations white tiger has um outside of like street level sort of things but uh marvel disney plus isn't really focused on street level characters at the, at the moment uh, until we get more daredevil and uh luke cage and stuff yeah i just like you say like he's a obscure uh, white tiger is an obscure character. A couple of people, uh, men and women, have, women have played white tiger. But um, honestly, like I wouldn't be surprised. Like you look at what they're doing with the Madame Web, um, and obviously, it's, honestly, that Madame Web is necessarily obscure, but making an entire movie for Madame Web, and they're probably going to do sequels to that. It's I don't know. Uh, Sony, I, I don't Joe, what do you think about the Sony uh, Spider stuff they're doing? I, I'm, I've been watching them, but I'm just not a big fan. It's it's horrible, man. It, it, I mean, okay. I, I don't mind the Venom movies. They're okay. Yeah. But everything else fine. is trash. I don't know if you guys heard the Craven the Hunter stuff about the new yeah. game. How he's he's going to be like a hero. And yeah. I, Craven is I not mean, a so, hero. No, he so Craven's like a, a very complex character because he's obviously he's a villain, but then he there's there's some parts where he's kind of an anti-hero, but like he's for the most part he's a bad guy. He's like he's a villain to Spider-Man, and he's always going up against Spidey. So like I don't know, like I don't I don't understand what they're doing. I don't get it. Like I don't I don't know. I'll watch them because like I just can't help it. I watch comic book movies all the time. I just watch. I watch them all. I I went and saw Morbius in theaters, so that just tells you. I'm how, sorry. How much <laughs> I watch these movies? Yeah, that was such a bad movie. It's it's such a bad movie. It's it's become like we've talked about it, so it's become an internet meme now because of it's morbid uh, time. Yeah, yeah, morbid time, morbid time. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I I just. Sony is basically just like just doing it to make money. Obviously, they don't really care. They don't want to give up the rights to Spider-Man, so they're just gonna keep churning out these movies no matter what. Uh, we'll take. Uh, I think it was one more question. Um, um, well, we'll take two more. I think uh, Quincy had Q from uh, from Cincy had a question, but then also um, there was another one I thought I saw. There's one from Muck Muck as well. About Black Adam, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what would they make a Spider-Man Sinister Six like the cartoon and comics? I don't know, because they I mean they are they are heading towards the Sinister Six, and I don't know what exactly they'll do. So the first two we know for sure Morbius and uh the Vulture are gonna be part of the Sinister Six because they kind of did a goofy post credit scene and Morbius that can make absolutely no sense at all. No sense. <laughs> but um, they're doing that. I don't know who else they'll end up making. I don't know if they're going to bring in um, 
any of the other like so because they, they technically cured the other spider-man villains so right i, don't but, I mean like with this whole the the, the, the the craven yeah, craven, movie, yeah true, true but craven. it depends on what they do because you know if he's going to be a hero like joe was saying like he may not be a part of that team but his brother is in the movie the chameleon he he's definitely yeah, not going to be a hero so they could throw chameleon on the sinister six uh squad as yeah. well so who knows exactly what sony's got up their sleeve uh other than them because they are just doing whatever they can to to cash in cash in checks and, and stuff like that but uh, and you know, yeah. you know what's so weird to me? Like I saw, I saw, I've seen people online defending, and they're probably bot accounts. I don't know, who knows? They maybe are fake accounts, but like, oh, you, oh, oh, if you think this is bad, you haven't read the comics, man. They're, they're this is relevant to the comics. Like, no, it isn't. Like, it's no. not. No, it isn't. And like people talking about like Madame Web, like someone was mentioning, like, so someone commented, why do we need a Madame Web movie? And he's like, "Oh, I see you haven't read the comics." He's like, "Yeah, I've read the com. I've read the comics. M- Madame Web, like, without Spider-Man, is not much of a character. Like, where what are we doing here?" I mean, let's be honest. They they're making the movie so that they can put Dakota Johnson in, in the spider suit. I guess. I mean, but they're also Funny. having like Julia Car like. There's another chaos, but like, so uh, who did they cast else? Not because she's gonna be Julia Carpenter, right? Or no, no, no they, she's gonna be Madame Webb. Julia Carpenter. Somebody they cast. It's it's Julia uh Carpenter. it's Julia Roberts' niece. That's is I think is what you're thinking about. The uh, what's her name? Uh, Emma wrote. Emma, Emma yeah, Roberts. Emma Roberts. Yeah. Roberts. Yeah. She's yeah. Gonna she's gonna be. Gonna be we Carpenter. don't know who she's gonna be, but she's gonna be in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know, like. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but we'll see what they do exactly as far as the Sinister Six. Um, they're they're going to probably... I wouldn't be surprised if they throw in like uh, one of the Venom, uh, what do you call it, the Toxin, maybe, to be in the Sinister Six. I don't know. Because he's supposed apparently, to be... Apparently, uh, Sidney Sweeney is also a part of Madame Webb, apparently. I don't know. Yeah, I think... I think she's the one I was thinking of that she's gonna play uh, one of the spider like girl, female Spider Man characters. Um, I can't remember. So yeah, how how hyped are you guys for Black Adam movie? I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't like. I think Carl is as well, but I am for sure. Um, I have. I I like The Rock. I think he's a really fun actor. Like he makes fun movies. Uh, especially lately, like the movies that he's made, I've I've, I've really enjoyed. They've just been entertaining, um, and I'm really looking forward to the Justice Society. Um, yeah, like that's gonna be cool. Like I've been saying, Doctor Fate is such a cool character. Right. Like Doctor Fate is such a cool character. So I'm looking forward to that. So um, I'm definitely really looking forward to it, and I won't be surprised if it, this ends up being one of. DC's best, most popular movies. I wouldn't be surprised by it. Yeah, I'm looking forward yeah, to I mean, seeing Hawkman uh, the most. And for what it's worth, like I, th- I think I said this before, I don't think I've seen like any really big blockbuster movies with The Rock in them. So I hope this one is 
the one that I've been holding out for that's good. Uh, and also just seeing the future of DC because they have a lot riding on this movie because it's been, I mean, Aquaman apparently did gangbusters in the theater, but at the same time, it's like, it's not like it was such a, at least not to me, it wasn't such a, a, a fantastic movie that um, has like a, a huge following or anything like that. Like, I guess people really just like, um, uh, jason momoa i think that's the only reason that movie did well but for what it's worth like dc still doesn't have a a huge uh banger of a movie outside of wonder woman like that's that's pretty much all that they have uh justice league was mediocre batman v superman's trash uh super suicide squad was trash the newer suicide squad was decent and to good but it still wasn't super successful because of covid and uh and and just in general people were burned from the first movie so they didn't really know uh a whole lot about what was going on with this new one so i think batman is by far the best dc movie in a long time right right and the problem with that one is not it's not associated with all of these other movies you know yeah yeah so you know, and this is definitely the best movie that they've had since probably, like I said, Wonder Woman, um, and and that's what the, this that's what they really need, and especially with the Superman announcement that's uh, likely happening uh, in the next day or so. Um, they really need some wins just to get themselves some more buzz and uh, to have something more co- cohesive. Uh, have people have confidence in, in what they're building and what they're doing uh, to get away from the Zack Snyder stuff, uh, just to have another unique, uh, uh, well, not unique like Zack Snyder, but unique and cohesive uh, universe. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap up here, though. But uh, Joe, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. You gave a lot of good insight. Um, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, if you want to let our listeners and viewers know, obviously you're on the Barroom Network, but where to follow you, what sh- shows you do on the Barroom, uh, and everything in general uh, that you want to share. Yeah, of course. Well, first off, thank you guys for having me. It was it was awesome talking comics and superheroes and Star Wars. Uh, but if you want to follow me, you can hit me on Twitter at Joe Mandel. Uh, same, you could follow. I am also host on the Barroom Network. Uh, I host a White Sox show every Monday night called South Burbs Hitmen. You can follow us at South Burb Hitmen. Uh, we had Jake Berger of your Chicago White Sox on the show on Monday night. It was absolutely incredible. Make sure you check that out. And then during football season on Sundays, I host a fantasy football show called Fantasy Football Goon. Every Sunday morning, me and Adam Sham will, will get you ready for your fantasy matchup. So uh, you can follow Fantasy Football Goon at FFB Goon on Twitter. And all of these shows are, have accounts on Facebook as well. I uh, would really appreciate the follow. And uh, that's that's all I got. But I'm also a big Star Wars nerd, and I love all the superhero stuff. So I really appreciate you guys bringing me on the show. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Carl, any final thoughts? Um, uh, like we've been saying, uh, keep an eye on the San Diego Comic-Con news and, and we'll definitely be uh, looking at it ourselves on our own individual Twitters and, and channels and stuff. So 
uh, we'll definitely be back to talk about it and, and any of anything else that we need to cover. Uh, you know, all the sci-fi stuff. Uh, we got some stuff to catch up on. So um, make sure you keep coming back next week. 100%. Yeah. Um, check out, obviously, all our previous shows that we've done. Uh, like I said, mentioned every week, we've talked about so many different topics. Uh, you can check us out on YouTube on the Barroom Network and also audio on the bar, um, podcast platform on the Barroom Network. And obviously check out all the sh- great shows the Barroom Network has to offer, like Joe's show, um, all the different sports we call Chicago sports we cover with the Bears, the Blackhawks, the Bulls, uh, my show, the Bulls Gold that we uh, uh, we host, um, my friend Carl, uh, my friend Carl, my friend Edward and I do, uh, it's, we try to do one every week, we've just been kind of slacking lately because our schedules have been not able to align as much, but we just had um, our old uh, Barroom Network friend Chris Amundsen on. We talked about a lot of the off-season stuff that happened and just our thoughts on the Summer League as well. So give that a listen. But, yeah, thank you again for everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate the engagement. Uh, we, if you guys have any other uh, recommendations on what you guys want to see us do, please uh, tweet at us. Uh, let us know what you like. And, yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you again. Have a good night, guys. Good night. Take care, guys.